This morning, we're continuing our Parables on the Road to Calvary series. We'll be reading just a couple verses from Matthew chapter 13 this morning for that series. We'll read Matthew 13 from verse 44 to 46. This is Jesus speaking to us. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. This is God's word for us this morning. Thomas was on a quest to discover real meaning and value in his life. So in college, he majored in philosophy and world, world religions and studied and studied, but somehow he didn't feel like there was really an answer there. And so he decided to travel the world. He spent a year teaching English in Korea. He traveled through China, traveled through Tibet, spent some time in a lot of different countries, and, and then that wasn't really the answer either. So then he settled down in London for a while. He got into the financial field. He made some decent money. He had a stable life. His career was was going all right. But it just still didn't, didn't click for him. So then he quit his job and he moved to a Zen monastery in rural New York. Who knew there were such things in rural New York, right? And he spent a couple years living in a tiny wooden cabin meditating, getting up very early in the morning, listening to his teachers instruct him. And, and he started to get it. He started to get what his teachers were telling him. And he began to proceed down the path of enlightenment according to their instruction. But he still didn't, didn't have any peace. He still felt restless. And it all came to a head one Sunday afternoon. And as he put it, he was, he was walking through the woods in that monastery and he realized that the reality was nothing had changed. I was still exactly the same person, he said, with the same, the same worries and the same anxieties. It was late on a Sunday afternoon when I realized this, and I just started crying and couldn't stop. Study didn't give him what he wanted. Traveling the world didn't give him what he wanted. A good career and solid money didn't give him what he wanted. Even spiritual enlightenment didn't give Thomas what he was looking for. He kept on looking for that next thing, that next thing that would finally bring value to his life, and he didn't find it. My first point for this morning is that everybody, we're all a little bit like Thomas. We're all looking for treasure. And we are. We're all looking for treasure. That doesn't mean we're all looking for more money or for gold or something, but we're all looking for something to bring value to our lives. Looking for something more, for something better, for something that will finally make our lives complete. The two men that we read about in the parable for this morning, well, those two people are looking for something more out of life. The first man, the man who's working in someone else's field, he's He's probably a poor man, a day laborer, so poor he doesn't even own any of his own land. He has to go and hire himself out day to day to work for other people. And he works hard day after day, and still he can barely keep clothes on his back and a roof over his head and food on the table. He can never quite get enough. And that other man, that merchant in the second parable, he's always had enough. 
He is wealthy. He is powerful. He has what other people can only dream of, power and possessions galore. But he still wants more. He still needs that next thing to feel like he has enough. Now, some of us are always just looking for enough. Some of us are always feeling, feeling like we, we're just hardly getting by. And maybe that's financial. Maybe we always feel like, oh, I just need a little bit more money. Or maybe it's emotional. Maybe we feel like we've just never quite had the relationships or the support that we always wanted, and, and we just wish we could have enough. Or maybe it's, it's something else. It's, it's, an, it's an athletic career or, or a financial or something. We just never quite got enough. And others of us, we've had pretty good lives. We've always had enough. We've done, we've done well, but we still want more. We still feel like if only I had that next thing, then my life would finally be good. We're all looking for treasure. We're all looking for that thing that will finally give us enough or for that thing that will finally put us over the top and, and leave us not wanting more at the end of the day. We're all looking for treasure. And then as Jesus tells us in this, in this parable, well, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is the greatest treasure. We're all looking for something. And Jesus tells us today that the kingdom of heaven is the greatest thing. The kingdom of heaven is the greatest treasure we could ever find. The Globe Theater in London, England is a recreation of the original theater where Shakespeare's plays were held. It's not the original one, but it's a recreation. It's a big, round, open-air theater. There's seating around the edges, but for the most part, you stand in front of the stage, and it is, it's a magnificent, amazing building. Now, I spent a semester in Oxford when I was in college, and we'd go to London for some things sometimes, and one time, my friends dragged me to the Globe Theater for the opening night of one of Shakespeare's plays, and I'd, I'd never gotten Shakespeare. The English teachers will form a line and mob me after the service for saying this, but I'd never gotten Shakespeare. We read a couple plays in high school, and they were, they were okay, but what's the big deal? But my friends insisted on dragging me to the Globe Theater, and tickets aren't affordable. They're, they're not cheap for a college student. Let's put it that way. So I get dragged into this thing, and we get there really early, and we get to stand. We get there early enough that we can walk right up and stand right next to the stage. We are in the front row. And we lean on the stage, and the night grows darker, and the crowd gathers, and the place fills, and the excitement builds. And then the actors come out. And these are really, really good performers. And they do Shakespeare the way Shakespeare is supposed to be done. And it is amazing. They create this new reality, and all of us standing there are drawn into this world, into this new world of intrigue and wonder and even humor. And at one point, one of my friends, he looks around gets this wonderful expression on his face, and he leans over to me and whispers, man, this is what it's all about. This is what money is for, man, to, to buy things like this. This is life. And it was amazing. 
And after that, we went back a couple more times over the course of our semester because, because we had seen something that was of value. Because we had been in a place and a time where reality was transformed into something, something more. And so we kept on going back. When we see something that's truly valuable, that's truly a treasure, we go back for it. We want it. We make our lives about getting more of it. In this text, when the man working in the field finds a treasure, he's willing to put aside everything else. He's willing to give up everything else he's got to get that treasure because he knows once he has that, he is set for life. And that rich merchant, when he finds that one pearl, it's a magical moment. He's got everything a person could ever want. But when he finds that pearl, he knows he's found the treasure that is finally going to give his life the value and the worth that he's been looking for. And that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. That's what really believing in Jesus and really belonging to him is like. This, belonging to Jesus, this is where we find enough. Belonging to Jesus, believing in Him, that's where we find the more that we have always been looking for. In the kingdom of heaven, Jesus gives us new life that transforms today and makes all the difference for eternity. In the kingdom of heaven, we find out and we become who we were always supposed to be. In the kingdom of heaven, Jesus gives us safety and security in and through all the storms of life. If you feel like you just never have enough, in Jesus you can find enough. If you've spent your whole life looking for something more, in Jesus you can find that something more. Don't miss this. Please don't miss miss this. The kingdom of heaven is what you have always been longing for and looking for, even if you never quite realized it. All of our running after other things in the end is just a distraction, just a distraction. Nothing is worth more than Jesus, and we will never find, we will never find a greater treasure than him. But if we're going to be honest, we have a hard time really believing this. We have a hard time living as if this is really true. And so we need to be reminded. We need to hear these stories that remind us that the treasure of the kingdom, this treasure is worth selling everything else for. This treasure is worth selling everything else for. Now, when we talk about Jesus, if we're honest in the back of our minds, in the bottom of our hearts, there's this concern about return on investment. We're worried deep down that we'll have to give up too much and that we won't get enough back. C.S. Lewis once did a question and answer time with a bunch of scientists and manufacturers who were part of a big communications corporation in England. And he got a lot, of, a lot of different questions before it was open for anything. People asked, how do you know that God exists? Uh, what do Christians think of the relationship between faith and science? Why does faith make Christians so grumpy? Interesting questions, right? And then someone asks, 
Someone asks C.S. Lewis, Why, um, which, which of the religions of the world gives its followers the greatest happiness? Which of the religions of the world gives its followers the greatest happiness? And of course, I'm guessing the questioner was wanting Lewis to say, well, Christianity, and here's the reasons. But instead, Lewis responded unexpectedly, well, while it lasts, the religion of worshiping yourself is best. While it lasts, the religion of worshiping yourself is best. And then he goes on to share the story of an 80-year-old acquaintance of his who from his very youth was all about himself. He was all about his own creature comforts, all about being selfish, all about admiring himself, and he had had a wonderful and fulfilled life. It's very difficult from a moral perspective, Lewis says. But the key in the first answer he gave is that that's the best religion while it lasts. While it lasts, worshiping ourselves is, is the religion that makes us the happiest. It's a great short-term investment. But the thing about short-term investments is that they're not usually good long-term investments. And the kingdom of God and following Jesus, the Christian faith, it is the best long-term investment you can possibly make. The upfront cost is high, yeah, it is. The benefits sometimes take a while to show up in our lives, but the kingdom of heaven is the greatest investment, the greatest treasure you will always find. Each of the characters in our parable recognizes this. That poor laborer, that man working in the field, when he finds the treasure, he goes off and the text tells us joyfully, joyfully, he sells everything he has. There is no agonizing struggle here. There is no, oh, is it worth it or not? No, he is happily, happily getting rid of everything else so that he can have the treasure. And that great rich merchant, this is a man who knows the worth of things. He is a sharp businessman. He knows how to make money. He knows the value of things. But when he finds that pearl, everything else fades into insignificance. And when he puts that pearl on the balance against all the rest that he's accumulated, he chooses the pearl. And neither of these men, neither of them have any hesitation and neither of them have any regret. They don't feel burdened by giving up everything else to gain this treasure. They feel liberated by it because this treasure that they found is worth more than everything else. One way or another, following Jesus is going to cost us everything. Hear that clearly. The kingdom of heaven can only be gained by laying down everything else in one way or another. We can't go to God and hold anything back. There is no negotiating here. You can't say to God, you can have this much of my life, but that I'm keeping. You can't go to God and say, well, okay, you can help me out a bit, but this is mine. Following Jesus is an all-in proposition, but it's worth it. It is worth it. And the real question is not whether you're going to spend your life on something or not, because you are going to spend your life chasing after some treasure. All of us will spend our lives chasing after some treasure. The only question is what we're going to spend our lives on. Are we going to spend it on the religion of self-worship? 
Are we going to spend it running after education or money or a bigger house or an athletic career or something else? Are we going to spend it building a nice life for our family? What are we going to spend our lives on? We will spend them on something. And many of those things are good things, but only the kingdom of heaven is worth the ultimate investment. Often we think far too small. We think far too short term. We're playing around with little things when the greatest treasure in the universe is right there for us to have. There really is. There really is nothing more valuable than Jesus. There is nothing greater than him. Now I have one last point for today. And that's that God gives us the kingdom, the treasure of the kingdom so that we can pass it on to others. God gives us treasure. He gives us resources so that we can help others. And I'm extending, applying the parable here. But before I do that, I want to offer you what I think will be a once-in-my-lifetime offer, okay? I'm going to give you an invitation to not listen to the next couple minutes of the sermon here, all right? And here's the deal. If you are not sure that Jesus is the best investment, if you are not sure that the kingdom of heaven is really worth more than anything else, if you are still wrestling with whether to commit yourself to Jesus or not, these next couple minutes, they're not for you. I'm talking to people at a different stage of life. So, so if that's where you are today, you have my permission not to listen. But there's always a catch, right? But if that's where you are, don't listen to me. But for the next couple minutes, I want you to really ask yourself, what treasure are you going after that's worth more than Jesus? What are you spending your life on that is really worth more than the kingdom of heaven? What are you all about that is worth more than an entirely new, transformed kind of life and someone who knows everything about you and loves you no matter what, forever? You don't have to listen to me, but take those questions to heart. And now for those of us, for those of you who want to gain the treasure of the kingdom of heaven, and none of us does this perfectly, right? We're all in progress. But for those who say, yes, I want to invest my life in the kingdom. Yes, Jesus, Jesus is who I want to be the treasure at the center of my life. Well, when we give everything, when we lay everything down to follow Jesus, God gives us the greatest treasure imaginable. He gives us eternal safety and security and comfort and and everything that we need forever. And then out of the riches of his grace and love, out of his treasury, the Lord blesses us so that we can bless others. When we follow God, we get the greatest treasure of all, and then the Lord invites us to share that treasure with other people. So let me talk about a couple ways that we here at Faith are working to share the treasures of the kingdom of heaven with each other and with our world. These are ways that we can pass the gifts that God has given us on to other people and on to our world. And if these particular things don't grab you, there's lots of other good things you can do. Don't hear this as an exhaustive list. But here's some things we're doing as a church recently, some new or renewed things to live out the value of the kingdom of heaven. Recently, we started an official elders prayer committee. It's for elders who have a particular commissioning, a particular call to be in prayer for our church and to lead us in prayer in different ways. 
Now, I think, I hope, I pray, we've always been a praying church and we'll continue to be a praying church, but forming this team was a way of us kind of making it formal, making it official. We want to be in prayer. And that flows out of our conviction that what we do here isn't really about what we do here. It's not about our cleverness or our intelligence or our abilities. It's about how God works in us. And so before we do anything else, while we do everything else, we want to be people of prayer. So if you want to take the opportunity to invest more deeply in prayer, talk to me, talk to Matt Boltice. I didn't tell him I was going to say this, but he's the chair of that committee. Or talk to Pastor Greg, and we can get you connected more with the life of prayer that we have here as a church. Also, on this Sanctity of Life Sunday, we've, we've recently had a restart of a group that really focuses on what it means to value life as God has given it, what it means to value the lives that we've been given from womb to tomb. CareNet is one of the partners we have as we do that, but there's all kinds of ways that we care for those in need, all kinds of ways that we value the gift of life. All kinds of ways that we reach out to those who are needy and vulnerable. And if you want to get more engaged, talk to Pastor Greg, talk to me, talk to Lambert who was up here earlier and led us in prayer before the offering. And we can find ways to help you invest in the life and the dignity of those around us. And finally, we recently put together a shalom committee here at Faith. And shalom means a lot of things, but but it kind of means justice with mercy. It means life how it's supposed to be. It means real life lived well. And this committee is exploring ways that we as a church can practice mercy, can pursue justice, can live out grace and love as God calls us to. If you're interested in hearing more about that, talk to me or talk to Ray Medell. If you want to invest in peace and justice, in life being the way that God designed it to be, then we've got ways for you to do that here. We as individuals, we as a church have been so blessed. God has given us so much, and we have so many ways to give back. So if you're looking for next steps, there's a few next steps. If none of those ring a bell, but, but you want to do something, talk to me. I can find a way for you to give back. Trust me, I can But as we wrap up this morning, let's come back to the main point. And I want to come back to this because it is probably the most important thing any of us will ever hear. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, belonging to Jesus is the greatest treasure ever. Being part of the kingdom of heaven is worth more than anything and everything else. Everything else is like nothing, like nothing compared to the kingdom of heaven. Thomas, that philosopher, world traveler, businessman, Zen follower, after his realization in the woods that day, he he went back to his job in London and and he made progress in his career field. and, And as his story was told in the book that I read, he was happy. Because after all, that book said, the real meaning of life is to grab hold of your career and to really make it your own and to advance in it. And that's where you find meaning. And that's what Thomas did, and he lived happily ever after. Now, I'm guessing that's not the whole truth 
and nothing but the truth. Because there is no other treasure you can find. No other spiritual enlightenment, no, no financial pile of cash, no relationship. There is no other treasure that you can pursue that will give you life, that will give you value, that will give you worth for all eternity. There is no other pursuit that gives ultimate value. Whatever other treasure we go after disappears or doesn't satisfy the only sound investment strategy for eternity is to put it all in Jesus Christ. The value of the kingdom is beyond compare, and the investment is always worth it. So don't miss this. Don't miss the value of the kingdom. And there are costs. There will always be costs. But the costs, the costs are nothing compared to the joys and the benefits and the value and the new life. The kingdom of heaven gives us enough. The kingdom of heaven gives us more. The kingdom of heaven gives us what we've always been looking for. Even if we have to give up everything else for the kingdom, it's worth it. The kingdom is worth it. The kingdom is worth it.